So we are now streaming on all of our platforms. So welcome to the Letter to Philippi live broadcast. Uh, this is a daily study in the book of Philippians from a Messianic Jewish perspective. My name is Sean Imsley. I'll be your teacher and uh, we'll be going through this letter with you. I wrote a Messianic Jewish commentary on Philippians that was published by Letterer Press in uh, 2019. Actually, July 1st, 2019, so tomorrow will be the the second anniversary since the book has been available. And uh, this uh, course, this this, this daily class is based on my message commentary on the book of Philippians with extra material that I have had from research since I wrote the book. And uh, well, I will add in to, to more information than, you know, if you want, want uh, the basic understanding of the book, the basic of, of the book of Philippians, the commentary will give you that. As I said, in, in these classes, I'll actually expand on some of the other things that I've done more research on. But the, as I said, my commentary on Philippians from Letterer Press is the basis of this class. So we'll be looking, as I said, today with Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, the cost of knowing Messiah. We'll start off with a word of prayer, and then we will go on with our study. O oh Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for each new day you give us a life to serve you and to become more like the Messiah. Help us to do that today through the study of your word, and the study of these words of your righteous servant, Paul. And we thank you for Yeshua, who is our life, and whose holy name we pray. Amen. So yes, so, so we continue our, our look at the third chapter of the book of Philippians, the letter to Philippians. You know, it's so we, you know, this is a letter that Paul wrote to the people in Philippi from his imprisonment in, in Rome near the end of his life. So these are these basically his his final his final words to his beloved community in Philippi. Paul had a deep love for the people in Philippi, and they had a deep love for him. So him as the father of, of their community, the one who began the Messianic community in Philippi, he's sending this letter via Epaphroditus, a, a, a servant of the Philippian community, to the people in Philippi. is basically his final word for them to, to, to strengthen them in their newfound faith as followers of the Jewish Messiah. So Paul here begins in verse 7, where we read, But the things that used to be advantages for me, I have because of the Messiah come to consider a disadvantage. So we saw yesterday in, in what we call Paul's Jewish resume, that Paul set forward his spectacular Jewish background. He was, he was a, a, a Jew born into a Hebrew-speaking home. He was a descendant of Benjamin, a son of, of, of Rachel, the Rachel, the, the beloved wife of Yaakov, the father of the of the of the tribes of Israel, the 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 progenitor. But he was he was a descendant of of the beloved tribe, the, the tribe of the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of of the loved wife of of Yaakov. 
he not only was did he have 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 his his Jewish birth, he was circumcised on the eighth day. He was raised in a in a Hebrew speaking observant Jewish home. He was actually trained trained as a rabbi under under Gamliel, one of the great sages and leaders of the Jewish people of his day. And he had he says that he had such a zeal for Torah and a zeal for Judaism that he actually that he became a persecutor of the Messianic community. In his zeal for his his faith, he saw the the the, the preaching about Yeshua and the message of Yeshua being the Messiah as a threat to Judaism. So he had such a great zeal for his life as an observant Jew that he actually went to the point of actually persecuting and seeing to the death of those who are following, following Yeshua. Fortunately for him and for us, that zeal was later changed to a zeal for spreading the message of the Messiah. And we know about the Messiah because of his, his work that was done to spread the message of the Messiah throughout the world. So he, he has just presented his stellar Jewish background, things, things of, of great value to him, and of great value in in his in his in his world and within the Jewish world that he was he was an observant Jew who had studied under under the great Gamliel. But he says now, but the things that used to be advantages for me, I have become because of the Messiah have become to consider a disadvantage. So now he looks at all of this about his life, and and compares it to knowing the Messiah, and everything that he considered a value is now of lesser value because of knowing the messiah he's considered a disadvantage he's considered it lesser everything about his life except for knowing the messiah paul realized that in yeshua everything else pales and that is this new life in relation with god through messiah was no longer based on his actions human qualifications Paul's come to understand that that all of his all of his work in his life, all of his all of his his uh, yearning was no longer based on him, but it's now a matter of him knowing the Messiah and becoming more and more like say either a genuine Jewish background, but instead of life, instead life is in Yeshua, as Robert Sloan stated. As Paul says that he realized, having realized that the Messiah had come, the Messiah by God's plan and purpose, has suffered sacrificially for us, and has been raised from the dead to start a new creation, Paul realized that those things that he was depending on in the past were not sufficient to save. So Paul comes to realize that though all, though all of this that he has, all of this, this great value and import he has in his Jewish background, what he was missing was knowing the Messiah, and that in knowing the Messiah, he is truly, truly complete, and all of his striving that he would do in his life to to be to be holy, to be righteous, to follow God's commands. Now in Messiah, he realizes that he is empowered by the Messiah. It's no longer his his striving, his activity, but it is knowing the Messiah that brings him true life and hope and peace.
and renewed desire to live for God and for for holy living. Where Paul, knowing the Messiah, being integrated in the life of Yeshua, has so transformed him that his whole identity from the time of his encounter with Yeshua on the Damascus Road is now wholly about being more and more in Messiah. For Paul, coming to know the Messiah and be integrated in the life of Yeshua has so transformed him that his whole identity from his time on, on encountering Yeshua on that Damascus Road, his life from that point on is wholly about being more and more in Messiah and, and becoming more like his master. His whole life, everything about him, when he woke up in the morning to when he went to, went to sleep at night, was all about becoming more and more, as he says, in Messiah. The core of his life is, is his transformation in his experience of coming to know Yeshua as the Messiah. His encounter with Yeshua totally transformed him, totally transformed the way he looked at life and made him understand now his focus is becoming more like the master, more like Yeshua, the right, our righteous Messiah. Everything else in his life, including his sterling Jewish resume, cannot compare with his incorporation to the Messiah. As he's looking over his life, nothing, it, nothing in his life, uh, his life can compare to knowing the Messiah. Knowing Yeshua was so central to him that whatever accomplishments of his life, whatever, whatever uh, in his background, his, his birth, his being, as I said, a descendant of Benjamin, the, the son of the, of, the, of the loved wife, Rachel, everything about him, all of his, his, his qualifications as an observant Jew, as, as, a, as a born Jew, circumcised in the eighth day, everything, everything in his life is now in comparison to the Messiah as seen as the Messiah is, is now his sole focus. And all that he does in his life from this point on as a Jew is to become more like the Messiah. That the Messiah is, is his, his goal and focus and all that he, he desires to do is become more like the Messiah and to draw others to become like more, like become more and more in Messiah. His whole life is no, is no longer his, but now he lives solely connected to and empowered by the Messiah. We can see this more fully in Galatians 2.20, where we read, when the Messiah was executed on the stake as a criminal, I was too, so that my proud ego no longer lives, but the Messiah lives in me. In the life I now live in my body, I live by the same trusting faithfulness that the Son of God had loved me and gave himself up for me. Rather than looking at his pre-Yeshua life, in Judaism negatively, Paul is now in Messiah, looking back on his whole life and reevaluating all of his life compared to knowing Messiah. He does not look back on his life before knowing the Messiah negatively. As commonly understand his conversion in Christian circles, his conversion from Judaism to Christianity. But now he understands his new life as a new experience of Judaism and Torah life in Messiah. He had been living a faithful life in Judaism 
and in Torah life. But now he's living his life in Judaism and Torah life in Messiah. His, his, his Jewish observance, his Jewish life is now infused with the life of Yeshua. His life in Judaism now is entirely in Yeshua without rejecting his past, but having the empowerment of, of Yeshua. There are those that say that messing in Judaism is, is Judaism plus Yeshua. That somehow he's just an additional piece that is added on to, to being Jewish. But somehow I'm, I'm a conservative Jew, plus I, I add, add Judaism, I understand. But no, it, it, it is far more than that. As I said, as I've as I've tried to try to put into words, that Messianic Jewish life is is Judaism infused with the truth. He's not just an added on piece, but everything is in and for and through Yeshua. That that if it was to be a mathematical mathematical uh, formula, it would be Judaism to the power of Yeshua. That that Judaism is is in Messiah is so is empowered by the Spirit of God that is not that Yeshua is not is not just one part of our of our belief. The, 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 there are those those that uh, that that Messianic Jewish leaders have been in dialogue from the Orthodox world, who basically says, "Well, you know, why don't you just just uh, you know drop off your off your belief in the." The deity, the Messiah, the drop on the idea of Yeshua being the divine Messiah, and then you know he, he be more in in with the 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 Jewish world of our day, you know, because because in the in the large Jewish world there are those those for example the Chabad community, which believe in in that the the last Rebbe Rabbi Menachem Mendel Stearson was or is the Messiah, and they. And but you know that they they stop at the point of the of the divine status of the Rebbe, whereas we as followers of Yeshua acknowledge him as Messiah and Lord. That Yeshua is the divine Messiah. Yeshua is the one God of Israel that came into our world. But they said, well, can just, we can just drop that off. That these Orthodox leaders said, well, we can just drop that off. The belief in the divine nature of Yeshua. But and and then we could just be Jews who who think that 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 you know that Yeshua could be the Messiah or is the Messiah, but not not the divine the divine Messiah. But that's that is a total disconnect. That Yeshua can't be removed from our faith as Messianic Jews. If I were to reject Yeshua as the divine Messiah, I would not become come in. An Orthodox Jew or a conservative Jew or a Reformed Jew, I would I would have to reject faith all 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 and told that that I would I would be I would be forced to become an atheist because I would have to if I rejected Yeshua as the divine Messiah, everything falls apart. If Yeshua is not the divine Messiah, then not, then nothing can be believed it within within. With within my Jewish faith, because Yeshua is is not just a, a add-on. Yeshua is is the way, the truth, and life. Yeshua is how I understand Judaism. You know, all my practice of Jewishness, all my practice of of Jewish tradition, my all my practice of 
living out my life as a Messianian Jew is so enmeshed with Yeshua that with him removed, everything falls apart. And that's the same way with Paul, that Paul here is saying that his whole understanding of being a Jew, his whole understanding of being an observant Jew, as he said, he's still lit this now, near the end of his life, refers to his practice of Judaism as a parush, as an observant Jew, as a faithful Jew. But his understanding his, his whole practice of Judaism is in and for and through and empowered by his relationship with Yeshua. And that's what he's calling the Philippians to understand is that this is not just a mental a mental uh, acceptance of a belief system, but in Yeshua, they are making a, a heart commitment. And they're making a commitment to understand that all of their life from, from the point they encounter Yeshua until their final breath is in for and before becoming more and more in Messiah. Yeshua is is the key. Yeshua is is the central point, and we as Messianic Jews can't live without Yeshua. Yeshua is not an add-on to our faith system, but he is he is everything that we do in observing Torah, everything we do in living out out our our life as as the Jews faithful to Torah, Torah our acts. Of honoring Yeshua, Yeshua said, "said we read in, in the book of John. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will give you the Comforter, who will strengthen you." The word, and so we see here in these words of our righteous Messiah, that in our observing the mitzvot, in our following the commands of God, we are showing our love for the Messiah, and in so doing. We are given the Rock of Kodesh, the Spirit of God, to empower us. So, in essence, it's a it's a continuing process. As more as more observ observance we do, as more of the of the commands of Torah that we enact, we show our love for Yeshua, and He grants us His Spirit to empower us to do more. So, it's a continuing becoming more and more like the Messiah as we as we observe God's commands. As we observe Torah, we are showing our love for Yeshua and being empowered to do even more. And this is what Paul is calling the people of Philippi to understand, is that their new life now is totally in the Messiah. And they need to understand that, that all that they do is to become more and more like the Master, more and more like the Messiah. So in verse 8, we continue on and we read, Not only that, but consider everything a disadvantage in comparison with the supreme value of knowing the Messiah Yeshua. And knowing the, the Messiah Yeshua as my Lord, it was because of him I gave up everything and regarded all as garbage to gain the Messiah. I'll read that again. I kind of muddled my words. Not only that, but I consider everything a disadvantage in comparison with the supreme value of knowing the Messiah as my Lord. It was because of him I gave up everything and regarded all as garbage 
to gain the Messiah. As Paul had previously looked upon Yeshua and the Messianic community as worthless garbage, after the experience on the road to Damascus, he can now Yeshua, see Yeshua and the Messianic community is supremely valuable. Paul here makes a comparison and how he regards his Jewish identity as garbage compared to knowing the Messiah. Both were highly valuable, but the new relation, revelation has made the new thing even more valuable. Paul experienced knowing Yeshua as Messiah and Lord, the spiritual union of Paul with the Messiah and the incorporation into him. So, 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 this, so this, this is something to look, to look at. That he says that that uh, the that that's the supreme value of knowing the Messiah has caused everything about him, everything in his life, everything that he said that he could boast about about his superior superior Jewish birth and training under Gamaliel, everything about him, everything that that were basically his his uh, accomplishments over his life. He says, he says that here that he regards, he regards list that regards everything about his life, except knowing the Messiah as, and he says here, I give it up everything and regard it as all as garbage to gain the Messiah. The many commentators interpret this verse as Paul's complete rejection of Judaism a better understanding is that to Paul, everything else in his life, even his great heritage as a Torah faithful Jew, paled by comparison to knowing Messiah, that in knowing Messiah, everything about him was, was paled so much that he could even consider using the word rubbish here. And, and, and those, the, as I said, the, the common understanding in Christian commentaries here is that Paul was here completely rejecting Judaism and his former Jewish life. In essence, when he was he was Shaul the Jew, now he's speaking as Paul the Christian. But the but the the problem with that is that that Paul was still a faithful Jew, as we as we will see that in his in his final defense before before his execution, he re still refers to himself as a Pharisee, as an observant Jew. But He's, he's using this 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 great dichotomy between knowing Messiah and life without knowing the Messiah and though he had all of this greatness in his life without before knowing the Messiah that was was valuable to him and valuable in his world in coming to know Messiah he realized that the most important thing in life is the Messiah and knowing the Messiah is so important they could actually call, the things of that uh, things of other things of value in his life rubbish or garbage though as i said he's not rejecting rejecting his life as a jew his place as a jew and his place as an observant jew but saying that in light of the messiah everything else pales anything that can be of value in this world pales in comparison to knowing the messiah uh biblical scholar stanley stowers put it this way Paul's narrative no more regards his past Jewish life as worthless than the exalted priority of this 
that, that Christ gave up to, when he regard should be regarded as worthless. Rather, the first pales in comparison with the with the the second. So Stuart Sowers here is making a comparison from where Paul is talking about everything in his life, everything of great value in his life as a Jew pales in comparison so much to knowing the Messiah that he can consider it consider it garbage or worthless. Is compare comparable to to the the, our righteous Messiah, as we saw in the Messianic hymn, that he that he left his place in in the heavenlies and left his 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 place of authority to enter into our world as a humble baby and later to die the death of a, of a slave. But note that as he 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 left behind, as our righteous Messiah left behind his prerogatives as the divine son that his 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 place as one with the god of israel in in full power and full glory he laid that beside to become a human so as paul paul in no, coming to know the messiah lays behind all the things of great value to him in his life to know messiah our messiah left behind all the greatness of his glory as the divine son to enter into our world and neither neither rejects rejects the the other but in comparison they they take they take on the new the new uh, identity the new the new reality another way of looking at this comes from uh, from new testament scholar nt wright who said that Paul left behind his life as a Pharisee, but now his life was in Messiah and no longer within the Pharisaic world. So, so N.T. Wright, a noted biblical scholar, sees in this passage that Paul is talking about that he was leaving, that he left behind his life as Paul the Pharisee to now becoming, becoming the left of the Pharisaical world to enter into the Yeshua world. Into enter the messianic world, and that that as we see see as, as Paul has said, will will later, in his own words, is in his defense before King Agrippa, which you read about in Acts twenty six, talks about that, that he is still this at this late point in life, understood himself as a Pharisee, so so in in this we can see that, uh, well I should read read chapter twenty six verse four through five. And then comment more on on Wright's words, and we read. This is Paul's words. So then, all Jews know how I lived my life from my youth on, both in my own country and in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time, and if they are willing, they can testify that I have lived the strictest party in our religion. That is, I have lived as a parush. So we can see here that that uh, that uh, Doctor Wright's uh, comments. That Paul, that Paul here is talk, talking about leaving his life, leaving the Pharisaic world to enter into the Messianic world or the Yeshua world, is does not fit with what we know about Paul. What we know from his own testimony in the Book of Acts that he still, even in his life as an Yeshua follower, understood his practice of Judaism according to the the, the Pharisees, according to the Perush. So, 
so though though uh, and this and this this flows from the fact of of uh, of Dr. Wright's understanding, N.T. Wright's understanding of what of what uh, Paul's encounter with Yeshua was at the at the uh, into the Damascus Road that he that he had a complete transformation and in essence in essence would would be more in the the Shaul the Shaul the Jew to Paul Paul the the Christian perhaps we can see something a clarification here on what Paul's new relationship and his new understanding of his life is from first uh, Corinthians 9 20 through 21 where Paul affirmed in in verse 20 20 he is not subjected to legal perversion of the Torah Paul declared he's not outside of the framework of God's Torah but within the framework of Torah is upheld by the Messiah Paul as a Jew has found the fulfillment of the Jewish Messianic hope in Yeshua in embracing Yeshua Paul did not become a non-Jew but a different Jew a Jew that followed Yeshua his embracing Yeshua as his Messiah and Lord makes everything else in his life of lesser value. Paul now, now sees even those things of highest value in his life, including his spectacular Jewish heritage and practice of Judaism, as valueless compared to knowing Messiah and experiencing the new life that comes from union with the Messiah. Gaining Messiahs to Paul so profound and transformative that all else drops in comparative value. Gaining Messiah, knowing the Messiah, being integrated in the life of the Messiah is so central to Paul and his way of understanding his life from, as I said, from the Damascus Road to, to the, the time that the executioner's blade took his head at his, his, his beheading was all about becoming more in the Messiah and understanding that everything, everything that can be valued, valuable in this life, everything that can be valued among men, among society, has it, it can be considered valueless in comparison to knowing Yeshua and knowing the Messiah. From this, from this time forward, Paul continues living as a Torah faithful Jew only now he does so as a Jew seeking to be more and more like the Messiah. Paul can say with conviction, Brothers, although I have done nothing against either our people or the traditions of our fathers, I was made a prisoner in Jerusalem, handed over to the Romans. Paul made this statement near the time he wrote Philippians. Based on the understanding that this letter was written from Paul's final imprisonment in Rome, before the, the Jewish leaders, Paul declared his faithfulness to the Torah and even the tradition of our fathers. These traditions, also known as the oral Torah, would later be codified in the Mishnah. So Paul here in this, his final defense before the Jewish leaders, before he was sent to Rome for execution, he affirms his commitment to both the, the written Torah the, the five books of Moses and to the oral, oral Torah, the traditions that would be later codified in the Mishnah. That Paul is saying, I'm faithful to 
to both the written and the oral traditions, the oral Torah of our of our people. I'm faithful to the traditions and to the scriptures of our people. Paul understood that his and Messiah's righteousness no longer depended on his work and observance, but the righteousness he attained by placing his faith in Yeshua. Paul continued living his life as a faithful Jew, knowing Messiah was the source of his righteousness and that he could live out his life as an act of obedience and not to attain righteousness. That Paul, Paul can understand now from this point on that he is empowered by the Spirit of God to observe Torah and to observe the mitzvot and that his, his living as a faithful Jew was no longer work on his part, was no longer his his striving, but it was now his righteousness was secured in knowing the Messiah and all of his life observance was truly acts of obedience and a back an act of love for his Messiah. Living Torah for Paul was and is and for showing his love for the Messiah, his love for the God of Israel, and his his work to become more, to model the master who was the supreme, supreme observer and liver of Torah, who was the, the Torah in human form. Paul now fully depended on the righteousness of, the, of, of, of his Lord Yeshua. From his encounter with Yeshua on the road to Damascus, Paul was on a lifelong journey to know Messiah more. Paul knew that the completion of his journey lay the Messiah in life eternal, and all that he lost for that gain was well worth whatever was ahead. What Paul gave up to know the Messiah would, would be his former career path. What One possibility of what he, he gave up would be his former career path in the larger Jewish world as the Pharisee trained at the feet of Gamaliel, the great sage. Paul had before him the possibility of great honor and respect as one of the great Jewish teachers and leaders, even following his teacher Gamaliel as a leader in the Sanhedrin. But he let this path go to choose another one that led toward Yeshua. His choice was between being a respected sage and leader in the larger Jewish world or a persecuted emissary of the Messiah Yeshua, and he chose the latter. Paul, Paul, in his coming to know Messiah and embracing Messiah Yeshua's Lord, he was giving up the possibility that he could have been one of the great sages within in the, the Jewish world of his time, as, as one trained to the feet of Gamaliel, that he could have followed Gamaliel as one of the leaders of the of the Sanhedrin and, and leaders of the you know of the lead of the Jewish people within within the, the world of, of of his training of his birth his training but he, rather than being being taking the path of being a respected sage in the Jewish world of his time he chose to be a persecuted emissary of your Messiah Yeshua and he chose the path of suffering for knowing Messiah. Paul used his rhetorical gifting to make clear to the Philippians the extreme value of knowing Yeshua and being incorporated into the Messianic community, which can render all 
things worthless in comparison. He referred to his pre-Yeshua life as garbage. Early church father John Chrysostom, who, who wrote it, the homilies on Philippians, which we mentioned many times in the fourth century of the, of the common era, and his homilies are, are the basis of the, the anti-Judaism anti-Judaism understanding of Paul's teaching in this chapter, specifically in this third chapter. But interestingly enough, even though, though the, the, the general tenor throughout his, his, uh, his teachings are negative to Judaism and Jewish practice, it's interesting that, that, he, that in, when his, in his homily on this chapter, he did give us an interesting way of looking at what Paul Paul had was uh, an interesting analogy that helps us understand Paul's needed to differenti differentiate in shoes and can give us a better understanding to what Paul that Paul would call his 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 all of his accomplishments in life all of his accomplishments in, in Jewish life all of his his uh, accomplishments of birth and and tradition and practice as worthless in comparison to knowing the Messiah that Chrysostom wrote, wrote this analogy. He says, for as a man, a poor man who is in hunger, as long as he had silver escapes hunger, but when he finds gold and is not allowable to keep both, considers it lost to retain the former and having thrown it away, takes the gold. So also here, not because the silver is loss or garbage, for it is not, because it is impossible to take both at once, but it is necessary to leave one. So my way of understanding what, what Chrysostom was writing here is that as as it says as the example of a poor man who had who had silver, and that was as long as he had silver, he was able to buy food and avoid hunger. But he comes across a pile of gold and he can't hold on to both the silver and the gold. So he lays aside the silver. The silver now becomes worthless to him in comparison to the bag of gold. So he picks up the bag of gold and takes that. And that is now of the highest worth to him. And he leaves the silver behind. The silver is still valuable and it's still valuable to him, but the, the 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 gold is of a far greater value and in this in this we can we can see see a, a a way of looking at what paul was talking about here that all the greatness of his of his of his jewish background his jewish training his observance of judaism his life as a faithful jew was of extreme value it was it was as i said it was it was it was like a huge bag of silver which is which is a great value, but then coming to know the Messiah was like seeing a bag a, a huge bag of gold, which is worth far more. And in taking that, he now took on his new life in following the Messiah, and that was far that was far greater, that was far far more important, and he now lived his life as a faithful Jew in Messiah, that in becoming in Messiah was of, of so greater value that anything else in his life that he could consider of value as was now considered of less value or even worthless 
much like the, the silver is still a great value, but in having the gold, it is of higher value. So here we see that that in that Paul here is saying that knowing Messiah is of the greatest importance to him and of the highest value, and that whatever whatever achievements of his life, whatever ever uh, ever value of his of his background, his place as as a born Jew from the tribe of Benjamin, everything about him in comparison to the Messiah is of less worth and that in knowing the Messiah, he now lives his life as a faithful Jew in Messiah, through Messiah, and in the righteousness that only Messiah can, can deliver. So Paul here is in these first two verses that we're looking, we'll, we'll look at today, we'll be looking at the the rest of this section starting tomorrow. But in these in these in these verses, I'll read the both of them together to you, and then we'll conclude for today. But the things the things that used to be advantaged for me, I have because of the Messiah come to consider a disadvantage. Not only that, but I consider consider everything a disadvantage in comparison with the supreme value of knowing the Messiah Yeshua as my Lord. And because of him, I give everything, regarded all as garbage, to gain the Messiah. So Paul here is is saying saying about his life that everything that he considered of value in his life, in comparison to the Messiah, is is worthless or nothingness. From him, from this, from the point of his encounter at the road to Damascus, life and his his life as a Jew was now infused with his life and being in Messiah. Practicing Judaism for him was an act of love for Yeshua and his lack in it for his obedience to the God of Israel. And he calls the Philippians and us by, by example also. To take this understanding that, that Yeshua is not an add-on to our faith, that we don't practice Judaism that Yeshua was just just a, an add-on, but Yeshua is is completely infused. All that we do, all that we do in our lives, observing Judaism, in our prayers, in our our reading of Torah, our study study of Torah, our observing the mitzvot, is all about becoming more and more like the Messiah. The Messiah is the greatest example of a faithful Jew, of, of a Torah faithful Jew. We are to model his example and to live out our, our life in Messiah and seeking to be more and more in Messiah is what Rav Shoal, the Apostle Paul, is calling us to do. And that will conclude our our lesson for today. We went a little long, but I wanted to get this, those verses were, were together in thought, so I wanted to do them all, all together today. And tomorrow we'll start with verse nine. We'll see how far we will get on that tomorrow. But uh, that will conclude our time today with the Letter to Philippi live broadcast that we've been broadcasting today on Instagram Live, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Twitter Live, and on LetterToPhilippi.org. And uh, that, and as I said, we'll be looking at uh, verse nine of chapter three of Philippians tomorrow and uh it was good having you with us today if you uh 
miss the live broadcast, it will be be posted on uh, on IGTV and also on on Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and on our website. You'll, the recording will be available, and uh, we hope you can uh, be with us tomorrow as we continue our study in Paul's letter to Philippi. And this is an initiative of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish theological organization. And we want you to uh, know more about us. You can go to lettertophilippi.org. And uh, if you have any questions, you can leave a question there in our contact form. We have the recordings of all of our our teachings so far. We have about 20, 20 uh, recordings that are up there now that we've, we've done from the first, first starting with the first verse of Philippians. You can also leave a prayer request. I want to be praying for you. You know, people who are listening to, this, listening to our teaching, I want to be available to pray for you. So you can leave a prayer request there. We'd like to let you know that you can make a, a financial contribution to keep this work going. You know, this is, this is a, a, a small new organization. We appreciate any financial support you can give us on our giving page. And as I said, we'll be adding new material soon. I need to actually actually do that this week and do my first book review on uh, on the book, the new book, Besora by Dr. Mark Kinzer and uh, Rabbi Russ Resnick, the, the new volume that they wrote on uh, on uh, the on Luke Acts and the and how the Messiah, Messiah and Jerusalem are connected. So hopefully I'll get, be able to get that get that review done. Be doing both a written review and a, a video review of that book. Hopefully at the end of this week, and we'll be looking to do those regularly. So again, thank you for watching, and uh, we'll have a closing word of prayer, and then we can go on with the day. Oh Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for your righteous servant, Paul, who gave us these holy words. Help us, Lord, to become more and more in Messiah and more like our master each day. Help these words, words that we read today and learned today, Lord, to impact us and help us to become more like you. And in the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. So again, thank you for watching. We are here Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time with Letter to Philippi Live broadcast. This is an initiative of lettertophilippi.org, a new Messianic Jewish organization. And uh, I am Sean Imsley, your teacher, and I am the founder of Letter to Philippi. And again, if you want more information, go to lettertophilippi.org. And we will see you tomorrow as we begin as we continue our study in Philippians 3, and look at Philippians 3, chapter 9, and Paul's continuing teaching on what it means to be, to be in Messiah and the cost of being a follower of Yeshua. So thank you for watching, and we will see you tomorrow.